Welcome to episode 106 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It's uh, it's Saturday's episode, people. We're doing it again. Uh, it's Saturday's episode, but it is Monday. Uh, Monday, the 11th of May, 2000, 2020. And um, we are desperately, desperately trying to catch up a little bit. Every fucking podcast at the minute... I'm starting with, it is such and such, uh, either Tuesday or Saturday's episode, but it is fucking days later. Um, I'm in a bit of a chipper mood today. Uh, I've been uh, out and about a little bit. Uh, went for a little walk, exercised some of this fucking belly off, and um, having a bit of a chill out weekend, really. Uh, I had a nice night on Friday night. Chilling out with the old neighbours, uh, both sides of the neighbours. Everyone's amalgamating. Ah, oh, the scenes, the scenes, the uh, camaraderie through that's getting us through this. Um, it was quite nice. There was not many other people out and about though for VE Day. Uh, keeping that social distancing of two meters. Uh, but it was quite nice actually, just sitting out the front and um in the sunshine and uh, uh just having a chat with the old uh, with the old neighbors um it was all right had a few beers um relaxed and uh um i've got uh, as far as the little boy next door uh has made me a little rainbow to go in the window as well which uh was very nice of him i oh, know even i'm you know you can't say no can you uh, you can't say no, but it was very nice of him. It's uh, I've got a rainbow up. I am supporting the NHS or whatever. You know, I'm on board. You can't say, you know. I know I've slagged off the NHS for walking around like heroes, walking on water. The new Jesuses of society. Jesus came back as a fucking NHS worker. That's, what, that's how we're towing the line now. That's the script we've written during lockdown. Um... So it is uh, it's Monday, the start of a new week. I hope uh, your week is going well, whether you are back to work or not, depending on what part of the country or what even country you are in. Um, lockdown for us is continuing for a while now uh, after last night's speech uh, that somehow nobody can fucking comprehend in this country whatsoever uh, for some reason. Uh, it wasn't the clearest speech in the world, but, you know, have a little bit of self-preservation, people. You know, like, use your fucking noggin. What he should have said, he should have, uh, Boris Johnson, when he made the speech last night, that we're all waiting for on Sunday, this speech is coming and everyone's thinking, fuck it, I'm going to be on the in the pub on Sunday night. Uh, not quite. Um what he uh, what he basically said is you can go out to a few more places. Uh, if your boss tells you to go to work, you have to go to work. Now, if even if you're not a fucking key worker, say you're fucking building houses or something like that shit, um, you can go to work and you can go out as many times as possible. But if you take the piss, son, <laughs> this is basically what he said. If you fucking take the piss, we're up in the fines. And um, and you're going to be out of pocket. That was basically it. And some for some fucking reason, maybe it's to make a point and follow that fucking line 
uh, that everybody set for themselves. Yeah, everybody's a fucking idiot. You know, for some reason, people can't comprehend that and have lost all sense of self-preservation. You stay two metres apart. Still, that's basically what he said. You can go a little bit further away from your house for a few more times a day. We're going to look at June and July of opening another shit for you so you can entertain your fucking mundane little lives and we can get the economy started again. If your boss tells, oh, you fucking little fucker, you're coming back to work. If your boss says that to you, you go back to work. Fuck knows what you're going to do with childcare because the school still ain't open, but (laughs) who knows? Who knows, people? But for some reason, people can't seem to wrap their fucking... Oh, it wasn't clear. He should have pitched it to... He should have fucking... You know, just the most stupid fucking idiots. That's how you need to pitch it to. And if they can fucking comprehend it, then the rest of the fucking... Just treat us like children, you know? Because there's people out there, obviously, oh, well, that was about as clear as mud. Was it really... You know, you use your, you don't look for the government for everything, surely. You know, you use a little bit of common sense and think, actually, I want to fucking stay alive. So I'll keep the distance from people, probably go out a few more times a day. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm going out once a day, probably to the shop, buy some shit I want, and then fucking scurrying back home. Death toll in my fucking hands with antiseptic and shit like that. Washing everything as soon as I come in like a fucking, you know, been exposed to radiation. Uh, that's what you do, innit? You know, what what is there to get your fucking head around? Oh, God. Well, I, I don't know. Can we do this? Can we do that? Can You know, do what you're comfortable with. What you think will keep you alive through this, you know. Take a few extra vitamins, shit like that. I don't know. I don't know, people. But, um, yeah, so there's a big furore uh, online of saying, I don't really understand what's going on. Can I, you know, you don't see a fucking, you know, you should know what not to do by now. It's been eight or ten weeks or whatever it's been. You should know what to do. You keep your fucking two metres away. You know, like, you don't go into a public toilet and fucking, you know, see a sh- somebody else's shit there and go, oh, fucking free food. Ah, oh, well, nobody told me not to eat shit out of a public toilet. You know, you know not to do that, don't you? So, um, so, yeah, <laughs> that's my take on it. Um... I've never eaten shit out of a public toilet, just to uh, just to clarify that point for you. Um, yeah, so uh, that was the big speech. Like, I think they're opening up a few other bits um, and then trying to, you know, June, July time, I think he said something about opening a few hospitality things. You know, stand-up's going to be the last thing, isn't it? That's going to be the last thing. So, uh, you know, it gives me another couple of months to write some shit, baby. That's it. Um... So other than that, other than uh, bemoaning idiots on the fucking internet for not being able to fucking wrap... Oh, I'm so confused now. I don't know what to... It was fairly clear. You know, I'm not the most educated 
incredibly gifted person in the world, but even I managed to wrap my fucking head around what he was saying. Don't, basically, it was don't be a cunt. That's basically what he said. You know, over a, over a time scale, he's a politician. He's going to pan it out, isn't he, a little bit? But, you know, don't be a fucking idiot. That was the, that, that was a general consensus of it. He should have just said, look, nothing's changing because people will go out there now, won't they? Like those kids at the, you know, at the end of like fucking Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Everyone's going to go out like shielding their eyes from the light and just fucking start hugging everybody they see because they're so happy to be out. He should have said, look, you're a bunch of fucking morons. I'm just going to, like, keep this lockdown going. We need to start the economy, but I don't trust you not to be fucking idiots. So we're going to plummet into a recession because of your, you know, innate retardedness. <laughs> That's what he should have done. But now he's given, like, people sort of like a carte blanche to fucking go out as many times as they want. And uh, obviously that's going to, you know, the money's there though, isn't it? You know, like they're still yeah, going to fucking fine you if you're fucking, you know, meeting up with your friends in the park. As long as you're in, you know, people within your household and you stay that fucking two metres apart from the strange people out there who might have this fucking disease... Uh, who were once friends, but now they're strangers and, and fucking you have to be paranoid about them. Have they got it? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not even going to fist bunch this motherfucker. He's got a dribbly nose. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but um, yeah, that was pretty much it. I don't know how lockdown's going around the rest of the world. Uh, America, fucking India or whatever. Are they still whipping people in India or outside? Ah, those videos were fucking great. Uh, they ought to do that over here. Why can't we bring back some sort of like, you know, corporal punishment for people who are breaking lockdown and then fucking put those videos on YouTube. The government can earn that fucking money. I'd watch it. It get millions of hits and then we can fucking whip our way out of this recession. That's how we do it, people. Trademarking that idea. There we go. Uh, let's have a little bit of tea. Still in the... Uh Still in the mug. Oh, man, that's fucking good. I fucking love tea. It's something in my British DNA. Oh, ah, love it. Um, I have been doing a few bits. I, uh, um, I've been watching shit, basically. You know, we're all doing it, aren't we, people? Uh, we're all uh, doing the old Netflix thing. I watched a film that was recommended by avid uh, listener and viewer, uh, Brian Banks' film, uh, which is about a dude, a uh, black dude, who was... Um, his race is quite relevant, I think, I know, um, to this story, because Kel Surprise, he was uh, convicted of a crime he didn't commit. He's like the A-team. Uh, like an NFL A-team. He was convicted of a crime he didn't commit and um, of uh, raping some uh, girl when he was 16 and then tried. Uh, it was a fucking great uh, uh, NF uh, uh, American footballer. And um, obviously his career went back and uh, he was in prison. He got some sort of... He, he sort of like took a plea, basically. Um where he didn't say he did it, or he didn't say he didn't do it, but um, 
he was given the same sentence as if he had done it. And then it was that whole thing in court where he was like, hey, you told me to take this plea and I'd get off. But uh, he, he, I think he did six years or something. And then uh, it was part of the Innocence Project. It was one of their um, one of their cases. And uh, they eventually set, you know, set him freedom and all that sort of thing. And he had his uh, thing quashed. But it's quite interesting to see. I'm fucking loving this sort of like uh, people being um, somebody else I've been speaking to as well. He's quite into this. Uh, the innocent uh, people who get convicted and then they get it quashed and stuff like that. It's so interesting. A lot of the times they're black. Whoa. I wonder why that is. You know, maybe it's just a coincidence or maybe the system is set against them. Who knows? I mean, it happens over here, doesn't it, as well? It happens, like, in the UK. You had the Birmingham Six. You have loads of people fucking convicted of shit. But I don't know. It just seems to be a fucking epidemic of fucking, hey, his skin's darker than mine. Guilty in America. Um... Obviously, the making of a murderer thing is slightly different. It was a white guy, but it was like white working class. Either you're either black in America. If you're in court and you're black in America, you've got fucking uh, a bad chance of getting off. Or if you're fucking white working class fucking trash, it seems that, you know, you might as well just save yourself a lawyer and do the fucking time. Study up. Use that time in prison to study up on the law, become your own fucking lawyer and get yourself off. That's the easiest thing. And then you come out and you've got a career path. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's it. Maybe that's what the whole judicial system in America is about, about creating lawyers. That could be it because they all seem to self-study up and look into their own case and become experts at it. Apart from the making murderer people who uh, who just like seems to just wander around looking at shiny stuff, I don't know, I don't know. But it's quite a good film that I watched. Um, I thoroughly recommend it. I think it came out last year. It's just like you know, it's kind of a like oh, it's kind of a little bit of one of those films where you, you know, you fucking hate hate your own fucking uh, melanin in your own fucking skin or lack of it. Um, He's just looking at it going, oh, God, another film where white people fuck you over. Jesus. Although, saying that, in that case, it was a black girl who, um, who, uh, you know, like just, I don't know, he turned her down, basically, didn't he? You know, ah, who'd have thought that? Surely <laughs> a woman gets turned down and then suddenly instantly fucking tries to pin something on somebody. Um, I don't know, people. I don't know, it's, uh, but it was, uh, yeah, it was just a fucking, you know, horrendous case, really. Um, you know, I think he had a bit of a fumble with her, but she said he he, uh, he raped her and shit like that, and then, you know, got a payout of one and a half million pounds, so when it comes to the crunch at the end, she don't want to fucking admit years later, although, oddly enough, Facebook friended him, you know. I don't know, people, but it was, yeah, it's all good now. He became a fucking NFL player and, um, you know, goes around touring and stuff like that. But it was fucking interesting, kind of heartbreaking story because he missed the best of his career. From the age of 16, I think he was like 27, 28 when he actually finally went into the NFL. He's like one of the oldest rookies that's ever 
like played in the NFL, I think. Um, but, you know, it, it just goes to show, you know, you keep pushing. You can achieve your dreams, people, even if, even if you are wrongly convicted of rape. Um, let's have a look. We're on 16 minutes. Let's have a little bit of a cup of tea, a little bit more tea. There we go. So what's that? And then um, to get back into uh, the stand-up vibe, uh, I watched the uh, new Jerry Seinfeld um, special on Netflix, which um, 23 Hours to Kill, um, which is, uh, it's it, it's very, very good. Um, Seinfeld's not really my cup of tea, really. Um, but um, I don't know. I, I, I like... Um, he is amazing at what he does. Um, he is very much similar in the vein of um, uh, the McIntyres or uh, people like that. You know, like he's very much in that vein of like taking everyday stuff and, um, you know, expanding that out and noticing things. But he, I know on the last podcast, I fucking you know, took the piss out of, like, people who go, oh, have you noticed this? Yes, you'll do notice that. Uh, I always do a Birmingham accent then as well. I don't know why. Maybe it just fits with the whole, oh, yes, we know that. Um, Well, black country accent or whatever. I don't know. Hey, I can call it whatever I want. Um, so um, the black country is an area, by the way, for our foreign listeners. <laughs> just being exceedingly racist um yes yeah, so uh yeah i watched that but like when you compare it he just extrapolates like an idea and then flips it and makes it so much more universal so much more about life than anyone like mcintyre does McIntyre does his thing of, like, noticing stuff, and he wrings every fucking drop out of it, but he doesn't then comment about how that affects the human spirit, which is what Seinfeld does. He takes it up a notch, you know, and I was, like, really... I thoroughly recommend watching it. It's just a fucking... It's a masterclass of taking those fucking shitty little fucking noticeable bits of material. Hey, I've noticed this, I've noticed that, I've noticed that. But then extrapolating that out, flipping it and turn it round so we understand ourselves like a little bit better as human beings. That's what he essentially does. Um, it's, uh, it's a fucking, it's, you know, it's just a fucking great, great thing. There's a bit like where he does about a buffet, and then, you know, like Peter Kay did things about a buffet and went, you do your volivons and things like that and like repeats it. But, he, you know, he didn't have the fucking brain to like then apply that as if you're like dealing with, you know, issues within yourself and what you get on your plate applies to that. And I'm not explaining it very well. I realize this, but um, it's... Uh, it's a it's a great bit how he sort of like just flips that into something meaningful and something deeper than just saying I've noticed this, um, and I, I yeah yeah I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's not really you know super my cup of tea or whatever. He's fucking when he starts sh screaming and stuff like that. 
It's, it's a bit fucking annoying, but we all we all do annoying stuff sometimes, don't we? We all do annoying stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I watched that. It was fucking thoroughly good. Um, we're on uh, we're on fucking 20 minutes already, people. Uh, we've got a few stories um, to have a little look at as well. Um, let's have a look. Let's get into these stories. Let's have a cup of tea first and um, get into these stories a little bit. The weird shit that's going on, that's still going on in the uh, in the world uh, within the lockdown scenario. Um, let's have a look. Uh, here's a fucking mental bitch, if there ever was one. Um, headline. This headline grabbed me something uh, by the fucking short and curlies. I ain't gonna lie. You. Uh, I great. I gate. He says. I gate crashed uh my ex's wedding and accidentally dropped a pregnancy bombshell yeah accidentally you fucking vindictive cow a woman who great gate god why can't i say that a woman who gate crashed her ex's wedding told the bride how excited she was to co-parent with them but the bride had no idea her husband had a baby on the way no shit oh it's just an accident it just slipped out yeah, so you gate crashed on purpose. What fucking I tell you what. Never, never, it makes you never, never, ever wanna stick your fucking pecker in anybody ever again. These horrendous horrendous I know men fucking can be fucking assholes at time and shit like that, but Jesus. You know, on the wedding day announcing that you're pregnant. Uh a woman uh, has come clean about how she gatecrashed her ex-boyfriend's wedding and accidentally, yeah, accidentally uh, revealed to the bride that the baby she was carrying was her now husband's. Uh, the anonymous woman, no shit, uh, explained that her and her ex had dated for three years before they broke up and he later got into a relationship with his now partner who he was marrying. Over the wedding, she said, like you could guess, I wasn't personally invited. No shit. I bet he wanted to fucking forget you. Um, nor was I told anything about it. Well, I found out about it from his grandmother. We're close. Yeah, yeah. You keep the old grandmother on side so you can fucking stalk his life. Uh, and she suggested I... what? A, and she suggested I gate crash. What a fucking... I, I, <laughs> ha, ha, fucking hell. Old people are assholes. I bet she was like, oh, I've got very little going on in my life at the minute. I'm just going to sit back and see how this unfolds. Uh, she suggested I gate crash and she would cover me. I uh, think she doesn't like the bride. Um, no shit. And since she hadn't completely found closure after the relationship ended, the ex-girlfriend agreed. When the day arrived, his grandmother sneaked her in so she could watch the ceremony. That's fucking weird. She said it was beautiful. I shed a few tears, but it really solidified things. Yeah. Once it finished, she was getting ready to leave, but his grandmother pushed her to go to the reception as well and sit next to her at the family table. Jesus, fuck it. Where was the fucking bride and groom in this? You know, you just say, you're not welcome here. See you later. Goodbye. Surely that's the job of a best man to fucking eject people like that. I don't know. Uh, I was still mingling with the family, standing up when the bride and groom came over. They they came and greeted, and she congratulated me on the pregnancy. I thanked her and said something about how I couldn't wait to co-parent with the two of them. Turns out that she didn't know that I was pregnant. Five months at the time. 
Does that mean he got together, they got married within five months, or he's been fucking banging her on the side? Uh, she lost her shit and ran out. No shit. On your wedding day. Really? What was your surprise? You know, like, what, what, what did you think? would happen in that situation that she'd go, oh, yeah, I'm fine as well. Actually, for part of our wedding gifts, we've had a few baby clothes, like, on the fucking wedding list just to help you out a little bit. Of course she's going to be... Oh, fuck me. Jesus. <laughs> she did it on purpose, didn't she? You know, she wanted that to happen. That was a big fuck you to the geezer. Oh, you're happy. I'm stuck with your baby in my belly, but I'm going to fuck up your happiest day. After all the drama, the big dates revealed that her ex still checks in on her for updates on the pregnancy and was later told by his grandmother that the couple broke up and got an annulment. He ain't ever going back with you, sweetheart, no matter whatever you do. You wouldn't trust anyone like that at all, would you? Fuck me. Jesus, that is going to be a parent in where you fucking pick the kid up, you get it to walk out to your car, you drive off, you drop the kid at the end of the drive and go in. No fucking contact with the ex. That's what he needs to do. <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, the grandmother's plan worked to perfection. She knew the bride didn't know and she didn't want to be the one to tell her because she didn't want her grandson to blame her. Yeah, fucking Jesus Christ. That old, old fucking woman's a fucking asshole. Uh, so she contrived a situation where she knew she'd find out. But she played along with it. Another agree. Don't go to uh, weddings you weren't invited to. Well, yeah, I don't. I rarely go to weddings I am invited to. So uh, I don't know, people. Uh, there we go. You think you've got problems in your relationship. So you've got a fucking weird ex going round to you. <laughs> All those little messages you get on Facebook. Hey, how are you doing today? Ah, fucking hell, Jesus. Don't need that fucking resurfacing in your life, do you? None of us do. Um, anyway, uh, what else have we got? What else have we got? Here we go. Uh, woman can't wear... Sh oh, God, where the fuck did that come from? I have no idea. Uh, there was some... I've got something else here. Let's have a look. Fucking hell, if I can find it on the old, old crap top laptop... Let's get that out of frame. Um, oh, God. Uh, where are we? There's something about a fucking big wang. Uh, you know, let's... Uh, let's. What better way to end this podcast than on a fucking huge wang story? Uh, oh, fucking... Jesus, this is what happens when you... Here we are. Meet the men who claim to have the biggest penises in the world and how they cope. Here we go, people. Somebody else, oh, no, somebody else complaining about shit. Oh, fucking hell, my dick's too big. Ah, <laughs> uh, dear. Meet the man. Here we go. Jonah Falcon and Roberto uh, Cabrera, Cabrera, I don't know, believe they have the biggest penises in the world. But while some may see them as blessed, uh, they've actually come unstuck thanks to their genital ordeals. Fucking hell. Uh, does size matter? I imagine so. Women say it doesn't, but, you know, I've seen the disappointment. <laughs> Myself, hey, that's, you know, this is what I got. Let's make the best of it. Uh, but while some may, may seem blessed, they actually come unstuck thanks to their general. One man says his lengthy penis has stopped him pursuing his acting career 
as Hollywood directors think it will become a distraction. Uh, what, you know, what the fuck is he wearing? Surely you can wear baggy trousers or something, can't you? How big is it? Tape it down. Just don't get excited. You know, roll it up maybe like one of them fucking, you know, I don't know, what is it? Fucking licorice candy or something like that. <laughs> can you not roll it up like that and stuff it down? Tuck it under your belt, you know, something like that. One man is even accused of shoplifting when a store assistant... Yeah, that's the English guy. That was a story we did a few months ago, wasn't it? Actor Jonah Falcon said his 13 and a half inch penis... How long's that? I don't know. Uh, has hampered his career as film directors are sometimes put off by his manhood fame. You've got a big dick, you ain't got the part. But, you know, hey, you're right for the part from the waist up. From the waist down, you look like a fucking horse. <laughs> Couldn't he have done the close-up shots in um, fucking, you know, I don't know, like films about horses, Sea Biscuit, something like that? Couldn't he? Couldn't he have been a fucking stand-in for Sea Biscuit or War Horse? Couldn't he? I don't know. Uh, let's have a little bit. I'm gonna need a bit of fucking tea before I talk talk about fucking big wangs. Right. Um. Speaking, uh, but it hasn't stopped embedding A-listers. Yeah, there you go. There's the fucking... Ah, oh, you're not complaining about that. Oh, I had to fuck... Uh, I had to fuck celebrities. Oh, Jesus, it was a nightmare. Um, speaking about his infamous conquest in the bedroom, Jonah said, yes, I've said, uh, slept with celebrities, including Oscar nominees and Oscar winners. Uh, but I can't talk about that because they're not real. Um, Jonah is openly bisexual, said he couldn't reveal whether the celebrities were men or women, but did confirm he smashed the shit out of them. <laughs> but did confirm they needed stitches afterwards. Who knows? I don't know. Um, Jesus Christ. 47-year-old. Let's have a look. There he is. He can't be that ashamed of it. This is the thing. Like, in all of these things where people are ashamed of something, oh, I can't, this can't happen because I've got a big pair of tits or a, a big fucking wang fucking just swinging there like a fucking pendulum. They always have the picture of them, don't they? Look, there he is. Like, ah, oh, there he is. Hands on hips like that. Black T-shirt and fucking cycle. The tightest, tightest cycling shorts so you can just see the fucking outline of it. Just, you know, just... Fucking giving that little fucking thing that they did at the Olympics. Um, with the old fist in the air. Jesus, yeah, you know. Really, you're that embarrassed about it, but you're willing to go on national TV. It's the same thing, isn't it? Willing to, oh, this has held my career back. As it really, would you be on this morning with Philip Schofield? Just Philip Schofield, just. Fucking looking at your crutch like that, Holly saying, "Eyes up, Philip." Eyes. <laughs> now he's out and about. Um, I don't know. I don't know. When fully erect, I'm thirteen and a half inches with a seven and a half to eight inch diameter. It's like a fucking arm. It's thicker than my wrist. Oh, Jesus. Uh, not not mine, but like obviously this is what the guy's saying. There's another guy, uh, uh, the guy from Mexico, who should be uh, registered dis disabled, he claims, because he's got a big fucking dick. That, you know, 
It's got it all fucking bandaged up there as well. It looks, oh man, looks like it's got fucking blood coming out of it. Ah, Jesus, there, he's doing the picture as well. What is it? What is it, the hand on the hips picture if you've got a big fucking cock? Hey, I'm just hanging, here I am just hanging out in my fucking pink t-shirt. I don't need fucking shorts. It's fine. Just hanging out with my bandaged cock. Oh, fucking hell, man. Jesus. Um, let's sort this fucking mic out that's slipping down. It's fucking doing my head in. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they've got big cocks. They can't live a normal life. Well, you know, there he is sitting on a chair with it fucking, you know, it almost comes down to the floor when he's sitting down. That is fucking mental. Um, it isn't 19, 19 inches is fucking wangies. Jesus Christ. You know, that is too big, surely, isn't it? You know, if you've got to bandage it up, you know, if it comes down to your fucking knee and it's about the thickness of your leg, yeah, you're going to struggle there. Yeah, there's somebody out there for everybody, I suppose, isn't there? You know, somebody's going to like that. Who knows? Anyway, what better way to end uh, this episode of the podcast than looking at fucking big wangs on the internet? I don't fucking know. Uh, that is episode 106 of the Ben Briggs podcast. Um, I will be back. It's Monday now. I'll be back Wednesday. Wednesday without fail when I fucking sort this fucking shit out. Um, there we go. Finally sorted the mic out that's been fucking slipping down all day. Like a big fucking Hampton. Just swinging. <laughs> I don't know. That's episode 106. If you want to contact me at all, it is just as usual. Uh, podcast at benbriggs.co.uk. Um, that is, have a good couple of days until Wednesday, motherfuckers. I'll speak to you then. Uh, take care.